Oh shit, should we get started uh, with this? Yeah, please. No JB here and we're still off track. How do you feel about that, Danny? That's all right. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello and welcome, magic folk. Hold on, let me double check. I'll make sure I'm recording here. Oh, that would have been bad. Okay, I am recording. I just dawned on me. I'm like, shit, why not start recording that? Anyways, let's try this again. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstad. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 117 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, uh, Matt. Over there, we got Danny. What's up? And... It's actually a quiet week again. For the past two weeks, we've had yep. five plus people on the podcast, and now it's just more of a, a fireside chat. Just, just Danny and I. Yep, reminiscing of the old age. The old age, reminiscing about motorcycles and the future. Yeah, of the old age. Because we'll be old riding motorcycles. I hope we're all riding motorcycles together. We'll see. Would you want to? Would you want to take a trip down to Tennessee to go to the what is that called? The Dragon's Tail or whatever? There's a big tree on one of the curves that they have like memorials for people who died taking that turn too fast. I think it's called the Dragon's Tail or something like. Probably, Dragon, I've Dragon's heard. Tail. I think I've heard about it. Yeah, it's like, uh, who thinks it's a good idea to take a, a like a U-turn at 90 miles an hour? Right. Well, most of them are probably intoxicated out of their minds. <sighs> Thank you, biker stereotypes. There's also why Tennessee, oh, there's this, what, yeah, Jack Daniels is made down there in a dry county. <laughs> is it really? Yep. The county is dry. And they make it there. Yep. Do they have to have a special license or something for that? No. You just can't drink. You just can't drink it. You can make it. Yep. You can make it. You just can't drink it. How does moonshine work down there? It's illegal. Oh. Womp. That's why there's bootleggers. Uh, have, you, have you never watched the uh, was it a History Channel or Discovery Channel? I've watched Smokey and the Bandit a few times. <laughs> yeah, He's well, that's that's down. through the prohibition, <laughs> but <laughs> everyone from the 80s want to Trans Am because of that movie. Dude, it's so good. Uh, Crown, uh, what's the, the fucking liquor store? Royal Liquors. Yep. They have their thing t- uh, every year where they're trying to get rid of uh, one of those well, it's, Trans Ams. Everything that they have is like an old pace car. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, but it's like a trans. Well, everything from that era was but, Trans Am. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did have a couple like black and gold ones yep. that looked like the. Uh, yep, the black with the gold eagle. Yep, bandits fucking mm-hmm. Trans Am. Oh, so the good. T top. So, anyways, should probably get along with the we show. We should before <laughs> before we lose some listeners. Sorry, guys. This week in uh, this week in movies, eighties movies. Uh, so thank you all for deciding to listen. If you made it this far. <laughs> You are truly amazing. If you made it this far, we barely got through. Yeah. We haven't even gotten through an intro yet. Yeah, but there's like five minutes of bandit talk there. So, Which you can easily copy out or edit out, but, but you're I, not going to. But I won't because it was pretty funny. Now, we oh have to start this episode off by thanking our amazing patrons. We got a big thank you to Big G, Wade97, Chapman, D. Moose, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, 
third string Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier, Steve, and Jacob. Each and every one of you, thank you so much. It means so much to us that you guys are just like, yeah, we'll we'll give these guys some money to help help with their what is it, overhead costs and stuff to to pay for a lot of this. You guys are the reasons we're able to no do idea. these. Uh, to pay for the hosting, to pay for the cards and the giveaways that we're going to have. I just show up. I have no idea what we, what we spend money on. Oh, yeah. It's on the cards and the giveaways. There we go. Cards, packs, and the, the, the hosting. And money gets saved to, for giveaways. I'm actually getting ready to talk to Josh. We'll cover that here in a second. About uh, okay. a Christmas giveaway. Ooh. Because we did one last year. The, the Zendikar Collector Box. But... If you guys want to be a crazy person as well and join our Patreon, go check links down below where you can get put into monthly drawings for a booster pack and a EDH card that's valued at like $15 to $20. And because of that, we have this month's drawing all set up and ready. I got the names. I got the names all ready. So let's pull up this. Boop. This part, this part, I did forget to do. Come on, to to get it set up in this in in the OBS here. Can't take you anywhere. All right, goddamn. There we go. We should get one of those uh, uh streamer things. We just push buttons and then just automatically pops up. I would like to. I really would like to. So you want on Facebook for eighty bucks? That's what your money could be going towards. Helping yep. pay for that fancy ass shit. We get fancy toys. All right. And now we're spinning for the booster pack, which this month is a Crimson Vow set booster. So let's see who the lucky winner is for this one. May the odds be forever in your favor. First pack goes to Noah. Congratulations, Noah. Here's your pack. Noah, you get the first pack. So we'll take you off this and spin for our second pack because we can we, we spin for two packs. Yeah, we do. This is such a catchy tune. I'm glad we get to do this once a month. It does seem great. Oh, oh shit. Looky there. Looky there. Oh, oh, oh. oh he did it. Third he string. did it. Third string Chapman. You're Congratulations. Wa- you're, you're watching this. This is completely fair, 100%. You can't yell at me. Please don't yell at me. CEO, executive producer Chapman. <laughs> you were on last week, and you win this week. Yeah. make it Really making it look rigged there, sir. So those are the two packs. Noah and Chapman, congratulations. I'll be hitting you guys up, and we'll be sending those out shortly. Now, let's draw for the card, which this month... Is an, arid, an EA Horizon, Modern Horizons 2 Arid Mesa. You all voted on the Patreon poll, and that one won by two votes, beating out the Dryad of the Elysian Grove. So we're drawing for that card right meow. And this is for the $10 patrons. So shuffle, 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 and give it a good spin. Round and round it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. The algorithm knows, but we don't know. Uh... Ah, there we go. Congratulations, Amu. I don't know, Amu, if you got uh, Arid Mesa in your uh, Wyleth 
uh, artifact deck, but... Here, you can make your Boros deck that was not good very well, or better. Yeah. Ha- have the mana fixing. And baby. how dare you comment on how I don't make good Boros decks, man? <laughs> it was a good joke. I heard that. I know you did. I did it on purpose. Asshole. <laughs> My Boros deck was good. It just was in a standard set that had controlled by blue. So those Dang are Ravnica. <laughs> those are your winners. If you guys want to be put into next month's, uh, join the join the Patreon, and we also post a list of cards that we're going to be doing giveaways for. So expect next month's list of cards to have giveaway. Uh, Triad Leasing Grove going to be on there since it was clearly the second place runner, and then we'll add. We typically show five cards, give five cards as options for the Patreon members to vote on, and then. The Go winner, from there. The, the the winner is the card that gets the gets got. Should we just uh, do the five or do the five ally shocks and then the five enemy shocks back and forth? I feel we gotta have some more spicy cards in there. Shocks. Oh, Everyone uh, needs shocks. I I mean yeah yeah people do need shocks. Man, those infinity shock lands. Those things. So, be, those things are made expensive. They look so beautiful though. I think they're gonna compete with expeditions Ooh, yeah for price wise i i will not disagree with you on that because again they're a one-of-a-kind art i do think they're, they're gonna be they're not price. They're, huh they're, i think they're gonna be lower price than the expeditions I, I don't think so because you can open those the expedition the, they're at a higher rate of opening than what oh. expeditions are so like if an expedition shock land is like 50 bucks maybe these are going to be like 45 you know it's close maybe but i think but it's, it's, gonna be it's still it's still gonna be up there Oh yeah. Be- well, yeah. It's again. It's the supply and demand for the new sets. And they look so fucking sexy. But it's the fact that these ones are so again a new a new art that's never been done before. It's so sexy. Yeah, they are. Uh, so yes, thank you guys. Check us out. Join the Patreon. Also, outside of Patreon, if you want to support us as well, we have play mats for sale. We sell them for twenty bucks. They have the cool. If you're looking on the live stream, that 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 banner underneath, that is what it's on. We need to update that. We do need to update that. That that confused a couple of our listeners and stuff. I kept it there as a way of like, look at the old days. But I think we've gone past the old days and or, just or we just get a massive green screen and just plaster ooh, it up there. That'd be that'd be something. I'll have to look into that. I'll probably just be the lazy person and buy the the the, the print of that of our current logo instead of working around on the technical end of eh. green screen and layering and whatever you got to do for that. But yes, we have playmats selling for twenty bucks. Hit us up if you would like one. Uh, we sh- we will ship anywhere in the world. We'll talk about details and stuff. Like if it's international shipping, we'll see if you guys can co- see if you'll cover some costs for the shipping and stuff. But we'll ship it wherever you need it to be shipped. Now, speaking of shipping playmats, J-Dub Sports Cars and Gaming also has our playmats that you could go there and buy them for 20 bucks plus tax if you don't want to hit us up and talk to us directly. That's fine. It doesn't hurt our feelings. But speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. 
J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening? J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. So thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. One last thing to add in here, starting tomorrow, or if you're listening to this today as the podcast comes out, December 7th, J-Dubs is doing their Tuesday night trade nights, Ooh. where you go there from 6 to 9 o'clock, bring in your binder of cards, and you can trade with everybody. It's just like an open an open market of just trading cards and stuff. Bring everything you got, trade for what you want. There's and, plenty of room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Their whole area. Oh, oh it's so gorgeous. I'll cover it here in the, in a second when we go to the salt report. There, there's a reason why I haven't commented anything about that because I knew you were going to talk about it later. Then let's get let's get let's jump into it here. Yeah, Ooh, please. We do have an update from last week's podcast. Though, Side before tangent. Ju- before we jump, before we go into uh, before we go into the breakdown here, due to the fact we got something wrong. Uh oh! What did you do? Um, we were talking about. Wasn't uh, me. Oh. I got to find it here. Was it in the, the chat lounge? I have no idea. It was. Okay. So last week when we were talking about the deck named Ponza and how he said it was a, a sandwich from Quiznos, yep. we had no modifier in the Discord saying, uh, you guys had me thinking I was having a senior moment not remembering a sandwich at Quiznos called Ponza. I never forget a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And he linked a goldfish video talking about where the name Ponza came from. Ponza is a calzone from a place that had Ponza Rita, and they sold calzones there. And the creator of the deck named it after that mm. and stuff. So it wasn't a sandwich from Quiznos, and no little gerbils. <laughs> it was just a local pizza place that made calzones and, and stuff. So just wanted to correct that and own up to when we mistake That wasn't me. JB, you and I, we got we to gotta work on this. Yeah, do you guys' research first. So let's jump into that breakdown now. We're going to start off with the Boggle Desk, hosted by me. So not much of a, a Boggle Desk this week. We're going to cover the Innistrad Championships. After that, Danny has a couple blog for us, and then we're going to move to the news section where we're going to talk about Strixhaven and D&D and potential unbanning question mark. And then the big news topic of this last week is Magic's new format, Alchemy. We're going to be covering that. Gross. After that, we're going to jump to the contract currency section, and then from there, we'll probably end it. No deck of the week this week. We so, could. Could. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, pending. Deck of the week pending then. So let's begin by talking about the Innistrad Championships. Danny. What's did, up? Did you watch any of it? No. Okay. Nor did I. Nor did I. I don't watch German play. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it, but... Unless it happens at work, while I'm at work, I'm not watching it. Fair enough. So I'm usually watching streamers just play on Arena. I do appreciate streamers on Arena and stuff, and it's always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So so starting off, we got in the historic portion of the Innistrad Championships from this last weekend. It was won by Yuki Ichikawa running a Golgari, Golgari mid-range food deck. So... Forgive me, I'm not very up-to-date on the historic meta and stuff. I've just kind of like passed it off to the side. I haven't played Arena for quite a while, 
so I have no idea. So the primary goal of this is very much like the 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 junk food of standard days, where you had Cauldron Familiar, which is of a gilded goose, and this also has Lyrus the Dream Den as a companion. And you're just like attritioning out your opponents with making all of these food tokens and stuff. It looks pretty good. But it took first place. Second place was won by Simon Gortzen, who was running Is It Phoenix. In this Is It Phoenix deck, you got Is It Phoenix, Arc, or Is It Phoenix, you got Arc Light Phoenix, you got Delver of Secrets, Dragon Rage Channeler, and then all of a whole bunch of one-drop spells of Faithless Looting, Consider, Unholy Heat, and then it goes into Expressive Iteration, Finale of Promise, Shatter Skull Smashing. You know, honestly, I'm kind of surprised the lack of Jumpstart cards here that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, like digital only in Historic. But those are your top two in Historic. Uh, next place was a Jeskai Creativity deck piloted by Yo Aki. Ak- Aki? Akaiki, I apologize, but it has indomitable indomitable creativity, and you're just indomitable creativity into a Sarah's emissary, and it has a whole breaker horn in the sideboard, so I definitely appreciate that. So they can like creativity and more stuff. Uh, fourth place was a Selesnia Humans. Fifth was an Izzet Phoenix. Sixth had uh, another Golgari mid range. Seventh another Golgari mid range, and eighth was a Heliod company. Congrats to all of you in the historic format of that. That one. Now, in the standard portion, it was won by a Grixis Epiphany deck. It says, is it Epiphany, but it has black. So let's see, what's the black? Oh, the black's only in the sideboard. So yeah, it was completely, is it Epiphany? Yeah, that's one card that black. Yeah, <clears throat> reveals their hand, choose an online. Do they have? They have no black mana. Oh, no, they do. Uh, Merked, uh Murkwater Pathway and Blightstep Pathway. So they got a couple ways to cast that, but that's the only black spell that they got in here. And that has Goldspan Dragon, Liar, Disciple of the Drowned, and Hullbreaker Horror as its creatures. And then it goes into a huge spell suite of All Runs Epiphany, Burn Down the House, Behold the Multiverse, Test of Talents, Chawari Disruption, uh, Galvanic Iteration, Expressive Iteration, and all that stuff. So first place, one by that. Second place, this one I thought was pretty cool. One by Simon Gortz with uh, Mono Black Zombies. This one's really cool because it has Tainted Adversary, Champion of the Perished, Fell Singer, Headless Rider, and oh my god, yeah, just Mono Black Zombies. It looks really good. But they took second. Uh, there was an Is It Epiphany deck that took third. Next was a Mono Green Aggro in standard, and then we had an Is It Epiphany, an Is It Epiphany, an Is It Epiphany, and an Is It Epiphany. <laughs> Who to thunk? Is it Epiphany? Is a good fucking deck right now in this format. Gross. Who to thunk it? Gross. But those are your winners. Check out the links below for the full deck lists and description. But from there, Danny. What happened on the salt report? Oh my god, that's right, the salt report. Uh we're not talking about it. What the fuck? It's the JB Salt Report. You skipped it. I did completely skip it. Typically, I don't have a salt report, or it's like brought up by by JB and stuff. My salt report, this last weekend, I played at the J-Dubs Store Championship. And lost. 
uh, one. I got into the top eight. You still lost. I still lost. I was the first one out. You so didn't get the worm coil. I was eighth. I was eighth seed. I don't know who in J Dubs got it. Um, it was between Andrew and Zach in the finals. Was Zach playing as Rakdos? No, he was playing uh, Demir. Demir Control. Okay. Um, but okay, so the event happened. I come in with a a janky. Grixis control style deck because I'm like garbage. This is the best I had. I didn't have much else put together. Honestly, I wasn't expecting to make it to the tournament at all because by the time I got done with work, it was closer to it was closer to noon. Mm-hmm. But then JB and Mason Wade hit hit me up and they're like, "Yeah, you're signed up. Get here now." And I'm like, "Shit!" So I had to take the round one loss because I got there too late and I I didn't want to be if if you top if you topped eight and you took the first loss. It's pretty good. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like I could have had a chance. Could have had a chance. But uh, my first opponent was playing Burn. There's a good chance I would have got smoked there because Burn is not a good matchup for Grixis Control. But, uh, yeah, I went 2-2 two and two to get into the top eight, and I got the Amonkhet Collective Collective Company. Uh, stamped, right? No, it's not stamped because J- J-Dubs is not a premium, a WPM premium store. They're oh. a WPM store, but not WPM premium. Premiums are the only ones that get the stamped cards. Not premium yet. Yet. With uh, everything that's going on, from my understanding, there's a very good chance that he- it's like, oh, we're here already. Let's go premium. Right. And stuff. But. Yeah, he's going to have the room for it. And speaking of the room, this is the thing. The place in there. We talked about this last weekend, the week before. Since it opened up, it is huge. It is spacious. Have you been down there yet? You have not I have been not. down there. We got to get you down there, Danny, because it looks so amazing. Maybe they're, maybe this weekend. Their bulk boxes that they have, they have at a table, and there's chairs instead of the typical you that you had to stand up and look at mm-hmm. them. It's so nice and relaxing. It's very well lit. The, the, the baseball cards has more of a section. The magic cards have their still big section. And then Josh also has a bunch of uh, Japanese treats and stuff. Ooh. They got... Uh, Japanese Kit Kat chips and stuff like that. That sounds delicious. I think, yeah. And so that's on the wall back there. They have they have their board games stacked up as well, and so much ample space. And on yeah. top of that, you're at the mall. When you're at when you're at West Acres, go stop at like Cajun Cafe or Poke Bowl and get some food. Right. Ah, uh, JDubs is so good. I, I'm liking what Josh is doing to the place. Definitely an improvement over the last forty years of Big Nick's. Mm-hmm. So not much of a salt report. Uh, I wasn't very salty. I did I did the best I could. I, I honestly, it's like a, a sugar report because I did better than I thought I was going to do. How JB do? Uh, JB got into the top eight as well. Nice. He also got knocked first out. first round out. Yeah, first round out. So him and I were both out in top eight. So I'm pretty Who sure. Who scored higher? I'm pretty sure he did. He had yeah. he would have better breakers than I did. But I was uh, I was eighth seed, and I think he was sick. Seed. He'll have to. He'll have to correct. Was he playing that. Death and Taxes? Yep, he was playing his Death and Taxes deck, and he got knocked out by Noah, who was running his uh, Hardened Skills deck. Nice. So Noah made it into the top eight, as did. Uh, oh jeez, was it Big G? I think Big G was in there, and then he got knocked out as well. So nice. I can't remember who the other person was in the top four, but Noah made it into the semis. And lost to Andrew, who beat me. And Andrew was on Esper Reanimator, which was the Archon of Cruelty, Faithful Mending, and uh, Persist style deck, where you just load up your graveyard with an Archon of Cruelty, persist it back, and then bring your graveyard back. 
just the single creature. It's not the living mm-hmm. end deck. Uh, persist returns a target non-legendary creature from the graveyard to the battlefield with a Nigwin Nigwin counter on it. And Archon of Cruelty is a seven mana, uh, seven mana six six. When it ETBs or attacks, uh, an opponent loses three life, discards a card, sacks a creature or a planeswalker. That's then, gross. Then you would draw a card, gain three life, and return a creature from your graveyard to your hand. I think it does what like Bolus does. That's and gross. It does that on ETB and attack. So as soon as that comes down, it's like uh, that's game. You're pretty. You're pretty much sweet. unless you had some sort of exile spell. Yeah, and but uh, Andrew was also running uh, the grief ephemerate package with that as well. So he'd rip your hand off pretty early and stuff. It was very good. It was a very strong deck. My Grixis junk pile could not compete. Yeah, I would have to. Yeah, neither my deck. My the I guess my best deck would have been Boros against it. Not my Boros, but. Mon red. Yeah, you'd be able to hopefully get underneath it. The only thing that would be downside to you is the faithful mending because it, ga- it gains them two life as well as looting two but twice. I so. would I would literally have to dis- beat them turn four. Yeah. So and turn four is when they'd be like you dro- that. Turn four is about the time th- that they'd be drop. Andrew would be dropping the the archon of cruelty and stuff. So be close. It'd be very close. True. But there is your salt report. Your salt rundown. Now, Danny. Want to tell us about some blog talks? Sure. Uh, so everything for this week, blog talks, is about the new unset. Who the thunk it? Unfinity. That seems to be the big talk of the blog right now. I was I was expecting it to be a, about the new uh, alchemy alchemy set or format, but it wasn't. Um. So the first one comes from Sneak Thief. They asked, "I'm scared for unsets, and I think my fears are unfound." I liked Unstable, and I'm pretty sure I'll like Unfinity, but the shift to Black Borders makes me feel like the backlash will be strong. It even makes me tentative. I imagine regular Unfans will still flock to this product, but I have a feeling, or I'm having a much harder time waiting and seeing on this one. Any words of wisdom or advice on the whole Black Border Unset debate? Mark's reply is, just imagine we let Commander players play with the die rolling, host augment, and contraptions cards from unstable. That's basically all we're doing, letting casual players have the access to casual cards that don't cause tournament issues. So I know the biggest debate was the whole black border compared to silver border. Yeah, we talked about this last week. This is just, you know, Watsy, because because you said it pretty pretty succinctly, I think, last week when you were talking about it. It's like you didn't care for unstable because it's silver border and you couldn't play with them. Yep. And now with Unfinity... It's black border. You have a higher chance already, just knowing that you have the uh, uh, less hassle of a chance, uh, less hassle to to play with these cards and stuff. And if Mark Rosewater is using things like die rolling, host augment, and contraptions from Unstable as like, hey, it'd been really cool if these were actually in Commander and stuff as like yep. goofy wonky ways. I think people are just more. I don't know. I think they're just more salty on the fact that it's like. I don't know. Are there, are people looking at this more like uh, an omen of things to come? Maybe I know people are magic players specifically always have uh, a doomsday outlook. So this that's why I chose the next one. So the next one comes from Egovis I G O S V S E. Um, they ask with Infinity being blackboarded, I'm worried for the future of the onsets. I feel that the greatly limited that. I feel that this greatly limits how wacky the card can be, or cards. Uh, the saving grace for Infinity is that the cards were designed with silver borders, 
and the black borders were only added retroactively after the cards were designed. But I worry the future unsets after this one won't have that luxury will be uh, and will be designed black border from the ground up. Anything you can say to assume my fears or exhaust my fears. Mark replies back, there is no greater champion of unsets than me. You have my word that I won't make an unset that isn't truly an unset. All you Infinity is doing is redrawing the line over what eternal formats have access to. So, that should rest, like you're saying, all those uns, unfans. Like, they're worried about, oh, it's now just going to become another secondary format. Or, I guess, what is it? Like, another modern set, but it's not modern. Or commander. Yeah, yeah. So, it's... I don't know. They have their ways of showing the differences, but it's kind of a very small way of doing it, especially on the new cards with their acorn stamp compared to the oval. Yep, yep, yep. But I don't know. It's it's really tough to say. You know, like you gotta. We're really if if un if unsets is the thing that like gets you going for magic. And I feel like there's a strong debate of like unsets. The only thing that it has going for it is like the, the lands. crazy, the craziness of yeah. But yeah, the you, only the Montello value is lands. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and even when you're like getting the unsets, like it's typically oh, let's just play this for fun, and then we go back to playing magic. Like but, hey, let's have a draft night with this crazy set. Yeah, and you like draft it with a group of eight to ten friends, yep. like once or twice, and then it's just kind of like uh, unsets, forgetting like how many uncards do people have in their collections that they haven't looked at since? All mine are in the boxes here. Exactly, <laughs> and we we did a un, we did an unstable set draft at Rob's. Were you with on that one? No. Oh, went went to Rob's uh, one evening when Unstable came out, mm-hmm. and we just drafted, and that was like the last time I ever looked at <laughs> the Unstable cards. Right. And even with Unsanctioned coming out, or when that came out as like the jumpstart unset mm-hmm. and and thing like that. No, no. I feel a lot of people are just putting fake uh, emphasis on not fake. Um, I don't know. It's like. They I, say I, they care about this, but I, they know that they're going to be changing their their tone. As yeah, soon as once again, comes. once it comes out. Yeah, it's just the flavor of the week right now, and that's what's drawing everybody's attention. And like the the ones that are truly for unsets are just going to stick through it, and it, it falls back to the you know the, the the angriest voices are the loudest or whatever, and we're just it. I think most of the whole issue is the fact that they're going black border. That's the issue. That's yeah. what that's what everyone's issue is is the fact that it's it's an unset that has a black border. But again, they have enough. They've given enough uh, difference. Like obviously, the the stamp might be a little hard to notice right away. But you're gonna notice is like, hey, you can't play that card in this st- this this format because it has that stamp. Yeah, there you you can you can take this to the bank. You can take this to the bank. There are going to be people that are going to get unstable cards or infinity cards confused with what's like. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, it, it's going to happen. And if, if if you see it happen, just don't be a dick about it. Be like, I don't know, it's commander. Commander, it's I under- rule zero. I, I understand legacy. Like legacy might have a little more legs for the argument of like, oh, the confusion. But if you're a legacy player, in all honesty, at that point, if you're a legacy player, you're very well aware of a lot of the ins and outs of what fucking legacy is because yep. you just got to do that with legacy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like perceiving legacy players at like a higher echelon of like magic. Yeah. Cause usually they've been playing the longest. Yeah. They, they, they have some 
uh, amount of knowledge notches in their belt and yeah. stuff so like yeah they're like third degree black belts yeah at that point not some measly old white belt guy actually i have no idea what the levels are i don't know i just know black belts highest and you can get multiple levels i know there's a purple and a brown belt i think there's a green belt i yep. don't think there's a red belt though i, I don't do think not so. think there's a red belt swingers what's next well, let's quickly jump into, let's see, let's double check the time here real quick. Four hours. Nice. Let's do a quick music break, right? Meow. Yay. And welcome back. So let's start off the news section by talking about a quick reminder here. That the Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos D&D book, is getting released today when the podcast goes out live December 7th. So those watching the live stream, it goes out tomorrow. But if you're listening on the 7th and past, it's already out. So if anybody got their pre-orders in, I'm pretty sure you're aware that it's coming out. But go check it out. Oh. Want me to do it? Yeah, that one is you. I was not paying attention. Next, let's go to some This Week in Theorizing. Last week, Watsi announced on their website that they're doing a special event for Moto, uh, the Modern Band Gauntlet. In this event that runs until December 8th, so you don't have much time left, you can choose one of 12 pre-made decks that contain a band card in them. Here's a quick rundown of the cards and names of the decks that you can find the band cards in. We have Mox Opal will be put into an Infinity deck. Birthing Pod can be found in a Maryland Pod list. Holgak in a Dredge list. Green Sun Zenith in a Counter Cat list. We have Deathrite Shaman is placed in a Jun Shell. And Eye of Ugin in an Aldrazi Aggro deck. There will also be an Uro Titan of Natural Wrath in a Bant Snowblade deck. Oko Thief of the Crowns is appearing in a Teamer Aggro deck. Summer Bloom in Bloom Titan. We have Second Sunrise will show up in a Sunny Side Up deck. Splinter Twin in Twin um, Exarch. And the final card is Treasure Cruise in a blue-red aggro deck. For now, so so now for the theorizing, Matt, what are your thoughts? Okay, okay, okay. So when it comes to this, my belief is we're going to be seeing some sort of unbanning in Modern. Like, they can't be running a week-long unbanned modern events and not have the hopes of unbanning one of these cards it was just talked on goldfish like two weeks ago uh a week ago Mm -hmm. seven nine days or whatever something like that that they were talking about cards to get unbanned in modern and they were talking about things like punishing fire the artifact lands and stuff and then watsy drops this this thing of where they're like now there's a tournament for unbanned where you can play uh, a play set of un- unbanned cards mm-hmm. and stuff. So a quick quick example is for this Mox Opal Opal deck, you can run four of them in this like Arc Brown Arcbound Ravager, uh, Signal Pest Vault Scourge Ornithopter Mennite Galvanic Blast Cranial Plating deck, where you're just Arcbound Ravager into an Ink Moth Nexus and the, the, the mana that it gives you and see if like. With the the addition of Modern Horizons 2, are some of these cards as egregious as they once were? One that I think is interesting to talk about right now is maybe Hogak Arisen Necropolis. 
due to the fact of having thing like Solitude, an instant speed way to just straight up exile this card, is that going to be enough? No. To <laughs> to slow down the, the slow down the gag. No, because I, so when it comes to unbanning cards, there should be a solid answer for the card in every color. Yeah. Let's or, see. Or I should say a solid amount of answers in each color. Yeah, it's like you can't even kill this thing with a an unholy heat, which is unfortunate because Hogak's an eight eight. In case you forgot, not not an X six or whatever. Yeah. it's an eight eight. So it, you need it, two spell, two red. Yeah, spells. exactly. There there needs to be a solid answer in every color, at least one, if not two answers in every color, to answer a card to have it unbanned. So I just did a quick check on the Goldfish tournament page for modern to see if there's any like modern unbanned results. There are not that I can see there. Maybe looking in the wrong place. But yeah. I don't know. Like this this screams to me. That doesn't scream. This subtly mentions to me that hey, if we're doing something like this, clearly we're looking at the modern ban list. Like they're looking at the modern I, ban list. You honestly, I honestly I don't think they are. How can you say that they are? Because here's the thing. They've done this on Arena. They brought back the banned cards from Historic. They did that with their Mirror Mirror thing where they... And they they changed them, and that was like a precursor to Alchemy. Yeah, but I'm just saying they're not going to unban Oko. Yeah, Oko's too... Oko's too fast. Hogek's too strong. Oh, right, but they got to put like you know the 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 most talked about cards in most people's. Uro like, Uro is just gross. Uro is still going to be gross, but you can't tell me that something like Birthing Pod is going to be egregious nowadays. In it's a combo piece, a slow combo piece. But I'm saying it's still a combo piece. Like, what are you going to be doing? Is this is Birthing Pod going to go into the Yagmoth shells? It could and stuff. Like, I think that would be like the most straightforward thing for that and like Yagmoth would be fine with a with a bump in power because it's it's pretty consistent at like a tier two power level two and stuff like in modern so maybe Yagmoth is the way to like deal with these solitude style decks or a way to put the Zorius control decks in check having a combo like like what Yagmoth does so, like, Birthing Pod, in my opinion, could be a very solid contender for being unbanned. I don't know. But, I mean, I agree just, with you. Just for the fact that it's a one-mana sacrifice. And you got to tap it. You can't do it multiple times. No, I get that. But it's still like, oh, hey, I'm going to pull this up. No, I'm just pay two life, pay one, tap it, sack it, and then find something. That's very true. But you got to, like, chain it up and stuff. So, it's like, you got Young Wolf is one into a Strangle Root, which is two into a what's the three drop that they run in there i have no idea yeah i can't think oh uh Trolls messenger Trolls messenger into a yogmoth so like that's your chain up with a birthing pod that's pretty slow to go that's four turns to get up to a yogmoth so i mean birthing pod yogmoth i can i can see that or just a turn four yeah have four birthing pods and just have four four open mana so I do agree with you, like Oko, Uro, and Hogak. I think like, a lot, ju- like a lot of them are just, the, unless they reprint it like they're doing with the new Alchemy decks or Alchemy format, there's no way any of them being unbanned. I don't know. I have high they're, hopes. They're still too strong for the modern. I have high hopes for something like Deathrite Shaman, Birthing sorry, Pod. but your hopes are being shattered. Uh, no, no, they're not. Yes, they will be. Even on top of this, there is a list down here 
that was running in the main board. Uh, was it that? Was it the teamer? No, it was not the teamer. The is it deck? Uh, Twin Arcs Arc. Did they got it? Yep. No, that's twisted image. I'm looking for. There we go. So also in the blue red aggro deck, not only do they have treasure crews in the list, but they also put get taxi and probe. I don't think that's one that they're specifically looking at, but get probe would be a cool card to get back. I don't think that one's coming back. I don't think treasure crews is going to be getting unbanned. None of them are. But I don't know. Watch, watch. Nope. Birthing mm. birthing pods gonna is nothing gonna, will be unbanned. Birthing pod is a contender for unbanned. Death right shaman is a contender for unbanned, and I'd. Pr- probably say splinter twin is the other one having three unbanned cards and i think they're doing this event they're looking at the the ban list of modern they're like, they're literally teasing everyone if they're teasing and, and heart, just gonna shatter people's hearts once their hopes get up I and nothing gets unbanned i will make you a bet on this nothing will be unbanned you you cool with making this bet then Sure. What do you want? Okay, okay. What, do you, Let, what are we doing? Let's do a... Dollar bet. I was going to say a, a set booster. Sure. A set booster. Uh, loser owes winner set booster. Sure. So if... Uh, we got to give a timeline. So if they show this out, let's give it till February. Okay. Is, is that a good amount of time? From mid-December to mid-February. So what, what day is it? Uh, we'll go 15th se- of February. 15th of February. By well, the, that's actually a little bit on midway, but either way. Yeah, 15th of February. If they haven't made an unbanning announcement for Modern, and it doesn't include... And if it's uh, not a card from this list. Yeah, okay. It has to be a card from this list. Fair enough. Any of these cards. Any of these cards, but, but between now and the 15th. Okay. Sounds we're, good. We're shaking live. Those watching the live stream. Set booster. Yes. Uh, so it would be Kamigawa is the most recent sure. set booster out for that. Or, I mean, I guess dealer's choice of a set booster if you want, like, Zendikar, but... Or if I want Crimson Vow. Sure. Okay. Done. Done. This is going to be great. Live bet here, folks. Nothing is going to be unbanned. Watch. It will be. Everything's too powerful. There's a reason why it was banned. There has no been. There has not been an answer for any of them that's been printed within their last few sets. Do you want to be talking about more powerful stuff? Sure. Let's yeah, I know there's a lot more powerful stuff out there. There's a reason why those should be banned, but they aren't. Let's talk about what Watsy can, is going to try and do about some powerful cards here. Nerf them. Nerf them. In with a their, horrible format. With their newest uh, announcement, their big announcement. Horrible, horrible, horrible standard 2.0. Wearing your opinions on your sleeve there, Danny. I've I've been post. I've <laughs> I've I, so I I uh, I watch Voxy streamer. Yep, yep. And I watch uh, Thalia um Thalia Vess or. Talia, and then um, Lady Lavidia on Twitch. And I was watching with Voxy because she was live streaming this. And I was like, like her reaction? Yeah, she was live streaming it. Okay. Watching it with everyone. Cause, so I was watching Lady Livia. She was asked if she was doing it. She actually was asked to announce, but decided not to. And then Voxy was also asked, I think, too, but decided not to. But yeah, it was literally commenting, yeah, it's standard 2.0, aka Watsy's apology of not playtesting this outside of the set so it's it's a garbage set okay let's let's jump in let's let's rewind here absolute before. garbage let's let's tell the listeners who don't know what alchemy is what alchemy is here absolute garbage that's what it is so wasi is introducing a new format 
uh, a, a new format to the formats to play rotation that we have. This new format is called Alchemy, and it is only an arena-only format. Its structure is based on standard, so there will be new, and there. not only will it have the standard legal cards, it'll also have a small set coming along with each current set coming up of digital-only cards that go along with the standard set that will be legal in Alchemy. And it will follow the same... Uh, rotation schedule is that but that little side schedule that little side set is going to be digital only they're going to have cards with perpetually conjure seek and all that stuff we'll cover some examples here in a second so not only are there going to be these digital only cards that they're printing for alchemy but Mm -hmm. in current standard as well the cards that they have in the the current standard set they're going to rebalance them and they gave a couple examples of cards that they're rebalancing for Alchemy. Nerf. So Nerf a lot, a lot of So a lot of them make sense or actually don't really. The one that I saw was the white spell or white creature where I got nerfed. So I read whenever, whenever at the beginning of combat put a plus one plus one counter on target creature and it got errated to at the end step put a one one counter on target creature. Yeah, the uh, so let's aspirant. let's like hey, let's take the weakest color and make it weaker. It's true. Uh, in standard, white weenie decks were very rampant. Like they they put up great results, and mm-hmm. it's really sad to see that they took luminarch aspirant and like you you the they, color has one ability, changing, and you take it away. Changing the trigger from triggering at combat to end step is pretty significant because you can't be as aggressive with that then you got to wait a turn now so now i'm gonna have my stuff bounced or killed or killed like because it's like, like you didn't even deal the the two damage with whatever one one you dropped yep. the turn before so you drop a one one uh you cast luminaric as yeah two. you have to wait two turns for that one one become a two two yeah it'd have to swing on turn three for two instead of two on two yep it's absolutely broken so rebalancing is the thing that alchemy is going to be doing here and i figure a good way to talk about this is just talking about some of the cards that uh are getting rebalanced here so i'm gonna pull them up i just moved closer so i don't have to oh so that the mic so long so when it comes to these uh rebalanced cards mind you the rebalanced cards are only for alchemy yep they're not rebalancing them for every format they're going to be rebalancing them only for alchemy. On top of that, you don't have to get extra wild cards to pick up any nope. of these rebalanced ones. If you have one of these rebalanced cards in your collection, it's automatically going to be transitioned to its errated text for alchemy only. Yep. So the first example that they give us here is they have wizard class. This is one of the class enchantments that came out in AFR, and it's a blue the original I'll read the original printing here. There's like no change except towards the end. So you have no max hand size. You pay two and a blue to go to level two, and when that happens, you draw two cards. And then level three, you pay four and a blue. Whenever you draw a card, put a plus one counter on target creature you control. So now, when it comes to the rebalancing of these cards, there's two ways to understand if a card has been rebalanced or not. In the top left corner, next to the name, there'll be a orange arena symbol before the name and it down in the bottom where we're we've been talking about the the holographic foil ovals and stuff on cards there will be an arena symbol down there as well so that way it's clearly indicated that this is a rebalanced card 
So the rebalancing on wizard class, it's pretty much the same, but when it comes to the level three activation, instead of four and a blue, it's two and a blue. And this is a way to like kind of like power up certain cards. Not only are they going to be uh, nerfing some cards, but they are buffing cards in this format as well. Garbage. <laughs> Let's see. Let's pull up a quick... Do they have a proper rebalance list here? That is their list. That's... Yeah, but this is the card with all the conjuring. Uh, where they had a, I got it on my phone. I got the pictures on my phone here. Yeah, Discord. Yep. So give me one second as we pull that up here. So some of these other rebalance cards are... Omnath. Yeah, the biggest one is Omnath. Which is, because of it, it's coming out of... It's becoming unbanned, but only for alchemy. Right. Oh, and that's another thing. You can actually play these cards in Historic as well. Just quickly note on that. So... Did I put it in the Magic discussion? Yeah, you did. Okay, there there they are. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, let's cover some of these rebalance cards. We just talked about Wizards class. You want to read... Uh, and then we talked about Luminarch Aspirants. You want to do Omnathen? No. All right. So let me do this one. Okay. Um. So we have a um Isika's chariot. That's one of the first ones that was announced. So for everyone who doesn't know, it's a green three for artifact legendary artifact vehicle. That's a four four. Um. So when it enters the battlefield, create two 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 green cat creature tokens. And when it attacks, create a token that's a copy of a tar- token you control. Crew four. So it's been errated, still 3 1, 4 4. But uh, when it enters, create a 2 2 green creature token. And when it attacks, create a token that's a copy of it, crew 2. Subtle changes, but enough for the wizards to like be playing around with something like this. Now, one of the biggest ones is Omnath. I'll cover Omnath here real quick. So we all remember Omnath Locus of Creation being a, a four mana, four, four elemental. When it ETBs, you draw a card and then has some pretty bonker landfall abilities of gaining four life, getting that mana back, and deal it four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. Well, the rebalanced version of it is going to be five mana, a colorless red, green, white, blue for a four, four. And when it enters the battlefield, you scry instead of drawing a card. And then it has the same landfall text. So the biggest thing with this is like, they're, you know, it's subtle stuff, but it's stuff enough to where it's like, we've, I know we've talked about it before, but one mana can make or break a card. And changing a card from a scry to, or from a draw to a scry can potentially nerf it. And it's going to be very interesting to see how these cards get affected going on onward and mm-hmm. stuff like what what else can get changed because the, the the list of cards that they're changing here faceless haven all runs epiphany gold span dragon uh cosmos elixir druid class valeth world sculptor and demi lich and again not all these are uh nerfs but most of those are buffs what was that this one you're like i don't understand why so like um pileth world sculptor Nothing changed on it except it gained trample. And then your plants have trample too. Yeah. Like, it's a great buff, but why? I think when uh, Blake was talking about it on uh, Weekly MTG last week, they were mentioning the fact that it's like, it didn't feel like, it, it, it felt like he could be played more, but he's not 
because he doesn't have trample. Like a big legendary creature that does this thing and it doesn't have trample. Avenger of Zendikar has trample. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. It's the same wording. Okay. Well, exact same wording. It's just different creature. Well, then never mind. Well, they're just trying to like make a more powerful card. And it's going to be interesting to see if like Phylath is going to be a more powerful card because of just giving it trample and the plants trample. I do like a new card that they did announce was Toralf's Disciple. I figured you'd like this. Two in a red, human warrior, haste 3-3. When he attacks, conjure four cards named Lightning Bolts into your library, then shuffle. How unfortunate is this? They don't give they don't give historic lightning bolt. Because remember in Jumpstart. Because it would become modern. I mean, people have mono mono red modern modern mono, um, mono red with lightning bolt in historic would destroy. Lightning bolt is a powerful card. And now you got to have a three mana, a three mana three three that has to attack. So on turn three, you just get four lightning bolts in your deck. Yeah, just has to attack. Doesn't have to deal damage. Just attacks. That's pretty good. And you get would, four free cards that are going to deal 12 damage. I would totally pay three mana for a three three. That gives me the potential to cast four one drops in a game. Right? That doesn't seem I bad. would take this. I would If I played Historic again, I'd take out Toralf. And put this in there. Wow, this is better than Toralf. It's one cheaper. It's one cheaper and you get four spells that will do damage hard. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like to the face. Like, you know, also take out creatures as well. So. Yeah. But yeah, th- there has to be a little saltiness on some players where it's like, oh, cool. You're not giving us the actual lightning bolt, but you can conjure us a lightning bolt. Yeah. It's, that was probably the only one that I was like, okay, this actually makes sense. Like the stuff that they, they're printing for alchemy not erratic for alchemy yep. work yeah they are they are very interesting cards and they they definitely scream being like a digital only card for what they can do so ominous traveler cover this one here real quick two mana two colorless uh two generic for a one one human when it etbs draft a card from ominous traveler spellbook that card perpetually gains you spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast the spell and when you cast this spell return a creature named ominous traveler you control to its owner's hand so when it comes to something where it's like draft a card uh there's a whole list of cards that they tell you about that it has the potential like with um davriel the Planeswalker, where it's like you can do certain abilities. So mm-hmm. Ominous Traveler Spellbook that you can draft from is Dominating Vampire, Vampire Socialite, Stromkirk, Blood Thief, Falconrath, Pit Fighter, Wolfkin, Outcast, Hellpack, Piper, Torval, Dire Overlord, Pat, Pat, Patrician Geist, Patrician Geist, Shipwreck, Sifters, Steelclad Spirit, Heron Blessed Geist, Arc Ghoul of Thraben, Champion of the Perished, Headless Rider, and blade stitched scabe like that's another thing the amount of stuff that you gotta remember with like what your cards do a card that drafts like one card that can get you three six nine twelve fifteen one card that can get you 15 cards is kind of bonkers yeah this one card is 15 cards and you get to pick one because draft is different than conjuring conjuring would be at random drafting is you get to choose from one of these i think it pulls it up i think they said it pulls up a, a, a random number of them uh, you're always looking at three and it just pulls up a random three and you get to choose from one of those three as where conjure just pulls from all of them and stuff if i'm not mistaken don't quote me 
jump <laughs> the arena has not been my forte. We got to get an arena expert on here. No modifier. Yo, man, you play a lot of arena. Hit us up. <laughs> we got Chapman as our draft master. No modifier can be our arena master. Sure. Because I haven't played since Arena Mobile popped up. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. <sighs> but yeah, like all of these cards, you have uh, Patient Zero, Black One, Zombie, 2-2, two, two, Lifelink. Damage isn't removed from creatures your opponents control during cleanup steps. And things like this. Like the, the, This is the embodiment of Wizards really going hard into using arena as a sandbox to do whatever the fuck they want with so, cards they can test they so can test so things. so is that in fact basically damage isn't removed from creatures components controlled during cleanup step yeah it's so like, it's in fact it's like negative one counters yep or wither or poison yep creatures not poison so it can't be players oh so but but yeah it's like uh so it's in fact yeah in fact slash wither because wither just gives negative one negative one counters mm-hmm. Where in fact gives poison counters as well, but yeah, but oh, man, that's another thing though—the fact that you got to remember like the whole spell list of cards and stuff, and that you got to take that yep. into account as you're making the deck. I don't know. Wizards is doing what they want to do. They commented as well on the live stream. I remember because I watched uh, when I watched it, uh, they were talking about how Arena is a living game. They refer to it as a living game, and Arena and Paper are not gonna be the same thing as what everybody thought it was going to be where it's like no one thought it was going to be well people are fighting it you see it online where it's like arena should just be like paper magic and go play moto that exactly that's my argument as well it's like if you're having issues with what arena is coming to be is go play moto and I, i i think another thing that was commented on is that what alchemy is doing is not going to be changing what's done in paper. No, it's it's one of those things like if if you've never played paper and you've just been playing arena and you, you're playing alchemy and they're like, hey, I'm going to try paper. I'm going to play this deck that I built in alchemy. That deck is no longer valid once it comes to paper. Well, you see, when it comes to a deck that's not valid, like that's an argument for everything. Like your deck is not valid into moto and you got to like pay into moto. Your deck is not valid into. I, I'm, I'm just historic coming in. It's paper, it's even not even for the the. I guess my debate's not really even about if it's valid or not. It's just confusing for those who are just starting. Oh yes, though, again, the argument is it's, it's still super confusing for for paper magic because you got the 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 EDH ban list, you got the standard ban list, you got the modern ban ban list, you got the legacy ban list, but, and stuff like but that. at least that is format related. I mean, this is format related. They're just adding another format with another list of things that we got to try and remember of things getting done. And and, and you can also, and as we were saying earlier, at least you were saying, you can also play this in historic. Yeah, you can play the... So that's two formats. It's covering. I really do feel that... crossing. I really do feel that there's going to be a large... Um, Div- not division, a large line in the sand of like what players are going to be picking on what side. It's like, I'll play arena only or I'll play paper only. And it's not a straight line. It's going to be the curviest line you'll ever see in your yeah, life. It's true. Cause you know, even, even if, and, and it's still, and it's going to create loopholes. I've always thought about going back and playing draft on arena, even though I want to play paper more. 
And I feel there has to be some arena players out there that are like, I don't really want to play paper. Well, I know it's more than just, uh, I know it's more than just arena, even with Moto. Uh, the dive down, Dave on there, he was talking about how he just enjoys or, uh, Shane. I think it was Shane, one of them too. They were anyway. talking. They were talking about how they prefer to have their cards digitally instead of trying to like on on Moto and keep them there instead of having them in paper and trying to keep up both at the same time. So it's like there are people out there that prefer digital over paper. Yeah, as well. I get that, but it's still the fact that paper. You know what you have, or you should. I don't. Well, but is 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 just one of those things. Like I am. I would rather have paper than anything else. Like um, I want to hold my position. I am with you there. I like paper more than Moto. Even but though it's all like, my even though all my paper stuff's at your house. Even with uh Arena though, it's like Arena needs if Arena redid their marketplace, it'd be better. Oh my god, yeah. Well that's that's a conversation for a whole other fucking I'm, day with that, the that's, Arena that's literally the only thing that Arena would have to do to make their game better. Is fix their marketplace. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Wizards has to do. Like, it seems simple to us, but maybe there's some it's, like it's a very lo- com- it's probably a very complicated algorithm. I think it's more than just the algorithm. I think it's more like legalese and stuff like that. Of because what Arena's doing is making me think of what like uh, PTCGO Pokemon, the training card game online, does, where it's like you have to get gems to buy packs and you can't. But there, you get a trade at least. Yeah, you do they get just, a trade. They just need to get that trade in. It's like, hey, because okay. people people have hundreds and hundreds of common wild cards or uncommon wild cards. They don't need the uncommons; they need the rares or the mythics. Yeah, you see so many pictures of that, where it's like, these are my commons. I got the whole set. What do I do? Like, well, that was the th- same thing with, uh, like, when just before Alchemy was uh, earlier this week or last week. I was watching Lady Lavidia on Twitch, and she like pulled up her wild cards, and she has a crap done. She's a sponsored player; she doesn't need them. Right? She's like, if Watsy could do something about this, I would literally give these away. That'd be really cool, because not everybody's lucky as Lady Lavinia to well, have this stuff. So yeah, if she could like give away any wild of this, cards. any of the big streamers that are sponsored, they have all the cards anyways. They don't need to buy any of it. PCG PTCGO also trades like booster packs and stuff. Yeah, if they get like a better trade mechanism, and I don't know like what Watsy has to do to get something like that. And I feel like I'm definitely not the one to be speaking on Arena because I have not played for <laughs> nine months. It's the same stuff. thing as your nine months ago, except what Friday when this new set comes out, or format gets integrated. Yeah. Oh, and when this whole yeah, the ninth is when it comes out. It launches December 9th. Thursday. So the Thursday, December 9th. So there'll be an update. It'll be down for about two hours for that update. You can check out the full links and stuff down below. Um, there's a special alchemy bundle containing 20 alchemy boosters as well that that will be available for 3,000 gems or 1,500 gold. Limit one purchase per 15,000 15, gold. 15,000 gold. 15,000. Thank you. I say half half the golds compared to gems. I'll I'll just log on just to get it. <laughs> right, but I might have to install Arena first. But do you got any other points you want to want to no. do on Alchemy here? This is a garbage new, set. It's new format. It's we're gonna absolute garbage format. Not we're, set. We're gonna links down below to the the 
60 something cards or whatever they again welcome to standard 2.0 with the apology of watsi you not play testing any card that they actually print i do uh, we are, i was mentioning this before we started recording in the kitchen uh that this is like uh, this seems like a pretty good example of you know using the the community think i can't remember the exact analogy of like the thoughts of many are better than the thought of a uh, yep. few or whatever yep. it's like saying that the group think is better than just the individual think it is like they do they do these examples of where it's like everybody guess this jar how many beans are in this jar have one person guess the amount of beans in this jar and if you average up what the community thinks is in the jar that's going to be closer to the beans in the jar than the individual guessing i get that but it's a card game. Yeah. That you print multiple sets each year. Or they conjure digitally. <laughs> and then remake three years later. But it's just one of those things like you're you're a TCG game that prints cards you've been doing for 20 plus years. And you're still making mistakes of not playtesting your cards against against sets that are within standard. That's all you have to do is play set. Play set or playtest is your new set against the standard sets. I think the biggest That's thing, all you'd have to do. I think the biggest thing is like uh, missing these things that are happening on cards could be an easy mistake because, you know, as you're trying to like push cards, push the format, mm-hmm. push whatever design yep. that you're trying to make, like there's going to be something that gets missed there. It's like if you keep putting a lot of adrenaline into something like you don't know the extent of what that adrenaline shot's going to do to a person until it's an old lady picking up a fucking car from her grandson that's not her grandson i get that so it's like but it's 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 more of an art than a science maybe at this point and like i don't this, know i mean the, definitely this could be seen as watsy being like sorry we're it's, not play it's testing. Her, we're it's, having you help it's us play their, test these it's, cards. yeah I, I can see it as their lame excuse of saying hey we're sorry that we don't do our jobs like, like you, you have these sets designed three to four years out. Yeah, they got playtesting and stuff. Three to four years that you could be playtesting against the sets that you're going to be printing after I think it's and more, printing before. I think it's more than three to four years of like but, when cards get the first design. Like cards are not the same. From oh, no, yeah, I, I to totally understand prints. that. But it's still the fact that, hey, even before they're printed, there's a good period of time where they could easy errat it or change something real quick before it's actually printed so it's just i don't know it's their their way of taking blame off themselves for actually not doing their job but that's just my thought i'm being optimistic i'm uh, you know i'm always more op- on the i'm i'm the pessimist side. here <laughs> i'm i'm excited to see what watsy's gonna do with something like this at their disposal now, like they've come clean. I say come clean, like it's a bad thing, but they've come out with uh, the, the results of the mirror mirror event. Like, I feel this is a good example of what the mirror mirror event was leading up to that. They did back in, what was it? July, August. When I they have did no that. idea. And that's where they like rebalanced uh, fires of invention to fairy time Rattler mm-hmm. and shit like that. So like, this is like the fruits of that. So it was like a proof of concept back then that that's now out. And I'm, yeah, I'm just optimistic. I'm, I want the best for Wasi. Like if they're going to be I'm, making I'm, these, I'm happy that they're trying to fix the broken cards, but the cards already broken, and you've already, I don't know. It's just one of those yeah, things. Like it, you should have caught this years ago, it, but you didn't. The card is broken, but like having now this information and able to like adjust them, maybe that'll help them learn. Of like, okay, is this 
car is this uh, card coming out in Streets of New Capenna going to be on the same power level of Omnath? We can look at what Omnath did, and it's like, okay, that's getting pretty close. And now because of having alchemy, they can like, okay, Omnath we tweaked in this manner, and it turned out to be less egregious. So now let's do this card from New Capenna and tweak it in the same kind of manner. So, so it can help them in the future, maybe. It, it I understand that, but then you... I, I was talking with a coworker, and I brought up the fact that this is gonna be now like alchemy is the TCG version of lore um, Hearthstone. No, League of Legends or Dota, where they nerf a creature or a character for a month. The next month they nerf another creature. A month later they nerf another creature. Much, I mean, they keep the process going down. Where they're just going to continuously nerf, nerf the next most powerful card. So it's then it's the whole rotation of those cards just continuously get nerfed. I don't because think, something else comes out. I don't think that's that can't necessarily be the case, especially with like something of League of Legends and Dota. Like if that if that's the thing where they just keep powering down everything into the point where it's not good, who well, would it's, still it's, be playing League of Legends or Dota. It's still? not that it's they powered on one creature, and then the next one up becomes superpower. It's just continuous rotation of superpowers. Oh shit! So this is this would be a great example of like it's not Watsy apologizing for making broken cards. It's Watsy like okay, the hype is over this set. Let's lower the power on this card to the appropriate level. Like like think think of it this way. Like this maybe could be a conspiracy that Trent looks into or something. But you have the the hype builder of this set. It's it's Oko, Thief of Crowns. It's the card that everybody wants. This is amazing. And they play with it and they're like, it's busted. You made too strong of a card. And then by the time the next set comes out, they're like, well, we're going to be uh, fixing Oko now and it's no longer busted. Now let's move to the new flavor of the week. The only way to make Oko not busted is if you make it as mana five or higher. I'll agree with that. I will definitely agree with that. I don't yeah. think Ogo's getting banned in modern. Oh, he he un- won't un- be un- unbanned in modern. I he mean, he'll never be unbanned. He's really good, but I still have faith on those other cards that I said. No, nope. <laughs> none of them. You got any final punctuation to put here on alchemy? It's a garbage set or format. My punctuation is I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> have fun with standard 2.0, aka apology from Watsy. Hashtag. So let's move into the weekly winners section. Let's run this down really quick. So the weekly winners in our conjured currency section here, we read an amazing article from the website MTG Stocks that this article talks about three to five cars that are moving up in price and three to five cars that are moving down in price that the author wants to talk about. So starting off, we have Infernal Genesis. This card reads... As a four black black enchantment, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. Then they put X one one black minion creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is that card's converted mana cost. I can't want to put this in my hugs deck. This is pretty good. So it jumped up a hundred or a hundred. It jumped up eight hundred and forty three percent. Now chilling around five dollars. This has been printed only in prophecy. And as of today, the market price is around $6. You have an average price of 12 So that means that more people are selling at 12 than people are buying. So more people are buying around the $6 range. Prophecies did have foils, and Infernal Genesis has a foil price of $68.79. Rough. 
And this is a rare from a relatively low open set. So Infernal Genesis is a card that's been sent around for a while. It was printed back in 2000, and it pairs pretty well with what people... Uh, it pairs with a new commander that came out in Crimson Vow, Toxrael, Toxrael the Corrosive. It's the seven mana slug that uh, puts a neg one neg one counter on each of you, or neg one neg one put slime counters on opponent's creatures and creatures get neg one neg one for the number of slime counters on it. So it's going to be going in that deck, but then it also has some like usefulness in a Grim's Mold, the Dread Sower, or Caravac, uh, the Spiteful. This card's moving up in price not only because of just like the low the low need in commander but it was also brought up in brainstorm brewery two weeks ago it was douglas johnson's pick of the week where he's like this card is like sub a dollar and it is pretty good and then you can like throw it in these tox rail decks or these umbris the night stalker and stuff like that and then it started moving up in price so brainstorm brewery is big enough to have an effect now on card prices when they talk about it or something like this from an old set that's like sub a dollar Mm-hmm. So next up, we have a card. If you joined the Discord, uh, this week in MTG Discord, you would have been able to jump on at a lower price, Grim Hireling. This card has been printed in the Adventures in the Forgotten Realm Commander decks. It is three and a black for a 3-2 Tiefling Rogue that reads whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, create two treasure tokens. And then it has an activated ability of black sack X treasures. Target creature gets neg X, neg X till end of turn. Activate only as a sorcery. Grim Hireling jumped up 192%, now chilling around $11.99. But as of today, it is still climbing. The market price on Grim Hireling is $15.13, an average price of $16.74. So it's still climbing. It is still sought after as a card because it's pretty powerful. It's whenever one or more creatures you control deals combat damage, you make two treasures. So this is just like my unblockable creature is now ramping me two mana whenever it hits and for rogue decks you have a lot of unblockability and stuff in there so this is all off of the non-ea border of it the extended art border is a market price of 13 bucks with an average price of 1996 no foils of this card has been printed so if you're interested in be making a lot of treasures then grim hireling is a very good choice Next up, we have Hunted Horror. This black, black, 7-7 horror from Ravnica, City of Guilds, the original Ravnica, reads, Trample, when it comes into play, create two 3-3 centaur creature tokens with protection from black into play under an opponent's control. This card jumped up 115%, now around 1936, but as of today, the market price it is cooling off a little bit. Market price is around ten thirty four, while the average price is sixteen fifty eight. Now this card also has a foil uh, that is forty one dollars. Gross. Now the reason why this card is moving up is it saw play in uh, MTG Vegas in a modern Torpor Orb Strict Proctor deck, where those stop the ETB abilities of creatures. So a two mana seven. So a two mana seven seven with trample is really good rate. So all it is doing is like dropping all this stuff, not worrying about the the negative ETB abilities that it gives your 
opponents and stuff. But that way they can have things like Treacherous Pit Dweller, a 2-2-4-3 that when it enters the battlefield from a graveyard, target opponent gains control of it. So Torpor Orb and Strict Proctor just nullify that, now making it a 5-4 for two mana when it comes back. Oh, and it also has Hushbringers in this deck list and Croxas and Vexing Devils. Vexing Devils a one mana 4-3 that when it enters the battlefield, any opponent may have it deal four damage to that. If they do, you got to sack the Vexing Devil. So if you have Torpor or about Strict Proctor, you just get a one mana 4-3. So this is just like straight up beats. And then you can have in, this, in the main board as well, like Claim to Fame to be returning these creatures from the graveyard. This deck looks really spicy. And because of its success at MTG Vegas, more people uh, were interested in something like Haunted Horror. Expensive. Yeah, a uh, rough price on this deck is $783 from TCG Player. But this does have... Four Aether Vials. Yeah, Aether Vials does this thing in. Aether Vials is expensive because that... And all the fetches. It's like $150 for that. Four Bloodstained Myers, four, four Marsh Flats, three Silent Clearings, two Arid Maces, two Blood Crypt, a Godless Shrine, a Sacred Foundry, and two Swamps. The Torpor Orbs aren't that cheap either. They're 20 bucks, 21 bucks a pop. So Dark Confident? Yeah, Dark Confident. $35 piece. 35 if you want to be picking up a card, Strict Proctor, that's a very solid card. There's a lot of people been brewing around this in modern, but also just talking about it as a way to like counter ETB abilities. So like stop the solitudes from exiling your creature if you have this thing out, or stop your opponent from griefing. Well, at least it holds them back like two turns, or two, a way to get two more mana to pay the tax. But the deck looks really cool. That card's moving up in price. It's the only printed Hunted Horror. Go check that out. Now, Danny... How about you give us some cheap pickups? I suppose I'll take over for JB. Um, first up, we have Spectre Seeding sitting at five to six dollars. Um, stepping out, it's a Boros Land that comes in tapped unless you have two or more lands or two or more opponents. Sorry, uh, I should read cards before I say them. Reading the card explains the card exactly. And then second uh, up next, we have Caldra Com Complete Complaint. It's yep. a $6.83, slowly turning down. It's a 7-drop legendary artifact equipment. Living weapon. Indestructible equipped creature gets 5-5. Five, five, has first strike trample. Indestructible haste. And whenever this creature is dealt damage, uh, whenever, yeah, deals damage to a creature, exile that creature. This seems like a good time to be buying in on culture complete here. Right. $6 for this powerhouse of a card? Like, it's used in Death and Taxes. It's used in uh, Tron-style decks. Mm-hmm. Like... What are you losing out picking up a couple copies of this? Absolutely nothing. You have a 5-5 five, five for a 7-drop. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Jace Viren's Prodigy sitting at $13.99, slowly trending down. It's a blue wand, legendary creature, human wizard. Tap, draw a card, then discard a card. If there are five more cards in your graveyard, exile Jace, and then return him to the battlefield transformed under its his controller. It's owner's controller. It's a zero two. For some reason, Mox Field or Mox oh, there we go. On the backside is Jace Telepath Unbound Planeswalker with five loyalty. Um plus one is up to one target creature gets Nigo or Nig two Nigo until in your turn. Nig three is you may cast an instant associate card from your graveyard this turn. If that card would be put in the graveyard this turn, exile it instead. 
and Nig 9. If you you get an emblem whenever you cast a spell, target opponent puts the top five cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. That's gross. I am in on this. Market price on Jace Vern's Prodigy is trending down a little more. You can find them for around ten eighty six. Yep. Foils are thirty five dollars. Yep. Uh, this had a couple more printings. You can get the From the Vault Transformed version for $16. You can get the stamped pre-release version of Jace Vern's Prodigy for 27 Or you can look at the San Diego Comic-Con. That would be the one I'd want. But it's also $143. Yeah, but it's also trending down as well. This card has... It's trending down from $143. Yeah. So it's 143. Its all-time low was 132. So it's not that far off from its all-time low. But its high was 215. Yeah, its high is 215. That's uh, that's 60, uh, 50, 100 bucks. No, not 100. That's bucks. 70 bucks. 70 bucks more than what it is. And I feel like picking it up on the dip, closer to its all-time low, is probably a good play. A good, the game with stocks. Yeah, gotta love magic cards for that. I am going to add this to my watch list. <laughs> but there you have it. That's your weekly winners from MTG Stocks. Uh, oh, wow. It's going up. It or it was going, going up, but dropped. Yeah, moving down here a little bit. Uh, one card I just want to like talk about real quick. This has been getting talked about on some. Uh, the Magic Financial Aid Group. Here's a quick plug for them. Go check them out. Go be a part of their Patreon to get access to their Discord. They have a free portion of their Discord, but you can uh, be part of their Patreon to get into the more financy part of it, if that interests you. And the card in question is Inspiring Statuary. This card from Aether Revolt is a three-mana artifact that reads non-artifact spells you cast have improvise. So artifacts can help cast those spells. Each artifact you tap after you're done activating mana abilities pays for one. Now, this is moving. Uh, th- this is around $6.49, a foil of 10 an average price of $6.11. This card is pretty good, especially now in a, in a world where we have blood tokens and we have clues and we have food. All of those now can p- tap to pay to make uh, your spells cost less. And you get a lot of incidental food, a lot of incidental treasures as well. This makes treasures stay around an extra turn to help pay for colorless if you don't want to sack them right away. So I just wanted to point this out. This could be like a very good buy. Uh, Go send love over to the Magic Financial Aids group. They are truly amazing on what they do. Everyone there is extremely knowledgeable when they are talking about their card prices and stuff. Go check them out. Uh, also, go check out our friends over at TCG Sniper. You go over there, sign up for an account, and say that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their Plus program. And what TCG Sniper is, is they are a an alert website where you get alerted on card prices moving up or down. Yep. And they send you a text message, an email, a Discord notification. It's super effective. Just like don't it. mention JB to them. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Go check them out. Say that we sent you. He Get has some a pretty cool pretty stuff. Pretty short temper with them. But, um. Had a, what, had a full one joke in there. What podcast are we if we don't have a single short joke right? at JB? But, uh, we kind of covered a deck of the week there with the. Can't remember the deck now. Hunted Horror. The Hunted Horror deck. There we go. Sure. You got you cool with that? You cool with being close to the I am I am perfectly fine. Alright. 
Well, thank you all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 117 of This Week in MTG. We want to give another big thank you to our lovely patrons who help continue to evolve this podcast. CEO, executive producer Chapman, looking at you, bud. If we get 20, we'll shave JB's head. Yes. Yes, let's do this. That's that's 20 of top tier. Maybe. We can maybe work that. For like two months. Let's do that. And then we'll shave JB's head. There we go. The bar has been set. Danny's at the bar. Also, go check out our amazing sponsor, JW Sports Cars and Gaming, for all of your magic purchases. They are truly amazing for sponsoring us. Now, Danny, you got anything else to add to this podcast? Nope. Well, magic folk, with that, we will catch you next time. See ya. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much!